You're listening to the OCD and Anxiety Show, episode number 94. And on today's episode, we are going to talk about how to use mindfulness with OCD and anxiety recovery. And one of the things is, is that I think a lot of people get caught in this trap of trying to take mindfulness and jam it into the treatment to try to get the results they want and they find that it quote doesn't work or they get frustrated with it because they're trying to use it in a way that it's not designed and so in this episode today what i want to talk about is what mindfulness is and how it really fits into ocd and anxiety recovery and now it's often a, a big paradox to what we think it is so thank you so much for tuning in and i hope you enjoy the show Hi, I'm Matt Cotty and I'm a licensed clinical social worker and I specialize in helping people take their lives back from OCD and anxiety. And on this podcast, I'm going to share with you simple tools, strategies, and principles that will help you on your journey to recovery. Because once you apply the proper knowledge and strategies, you can begin to transform and restore your mind and body. And when we heal as individuals, we can promote that healing into our families and communities and ultimately create a better world for everyone from the inside out. Welcome to the OCD and Anxiety Show. All right. Hey, my friends, and welcome to this episode where we're going to talk about how to use mindfulness for OCD and anxiety recovery. And so, um, you know, before I dive in, just um, we'd really appreciate your support by, uh, you know, giving us a little like and a share and uh, even leaving a comment down below on um, you know, things we can do in, in episodes we can make and topics you'd like to cover. That really helps us out to kind of, you know, create things that are going to help you on your journey. And so, um, but to dive into today, what I want to do is I want to talk about the idea of mindfulness. So let's go ahead and talk about what that is. So um, John Kabat-Zinn, um, who was, you know, really instrumental in bringing mindfulness to, you know, the kind of Western society, you know, he kind of breaks it down into four steps, right? It's about paying attention on purpose, in the present moment, non-judgmentally, right? And and so let's kind of break that down for a second. When we talk about paying attention, it's like, well, what, what does that mean, right? It means, and, and again, for those of you that haven't been with us on this series, you know, this series has been building on itself. So please go back and check out the, um, the older episodes um, or the last few episodes that really have built up because what we're talking about here is this idea of witness consciousness. And it's where am I putting my conscious attention Right? Because a lot of times what happens is our consciousness just, just gets absorbed into things. So and this and then a good example of this could be when you're watching a movie, right? Your your consciousness can get so absorbed in the movie that you could forget that you're even watching a movie. Right? It's fascinating, right? And then um, so so really this idea of where am I putting my conscious awareness? And and then so paying attention on purpose, right? It means am I directing where I'm choosing to put my conscious awareness, right? And then um, in the present moment, okay, pretty self-explanatory, but also, you know, worth worth discussing in depth because for most of us, we, we don't live in the present, right? We live in the future, we live in the past, right? We're worrying about how the future is, or how the past is gonna impact our future or vice versa, you know? Um, and, um, in, in this idea of the present moment, this is really where you know mindfulness is, is, is about. It's about anchoring yourself in the present, 
right? And watching life unfold moment by moment by moment by moment. So much of our suffering is actually us taking our consciousness and future pacing, you know, these bad events that we think could happen and then suffering right now like they're happening, even though most of them have never happened and will never happen. Right? I mean, think about how much needless suffering. Just go ahead and this is like a little thought experiment. Think about how much needless suffering you've had in your life because you've worried about something that never happened. You know, most of us can, can, you know, think of a million different events, right? I know I myself, you know, I can absolutely go in my life and think about how much suffering I've, I've brought into my life by my inability to be present, you know, or I, I would say, I wouldn't say inability, that's a poor word, um, because I have the ability, um, by my, my lack of conscious awareness of where I'm putting my focus, right? And so um, my decision, dare I say, to be in the past or future as opposed to being present, right? So when we talk about how we use, oh, and then finally, the last thing is non-judgmentally, right? Um, so those, those four components kind of bring up mindfulness. Now we've talked about meditation, we've talked about mindfulness, and we've talked about how they correlate, right? Meditation is kind of our dedicated time to practicing our ability to not get caught in the mind or our emotions, right? And bringing ourselves back to the present. One of the things we anchor in the present, right, is our breath, right? So that's the idea of, of meditation. Mindfulness really is our ability to continue doing that throughout the day, right? So when I'm driving, I'm driving. I'm not thinking about what's going to happen at work. I'm not worrying about dinner, you know, all the other stuff that gets caught up or, you know, if we're wrestling with OCD and anxiety, if I'm experiencing, you know, like an onslaught of thought, right? Like my, my thoughts are going really fast. What I'm not doing, let's talk about what we're not doing. I'm not using mindfulness to distract myself from the experience that I don't want. Okay. Cause already by that very nature, you're already not doing mindfulness. If you're trying to use mindfulness, to get a certain result. Notice how you're already judging that experience and then trying to get rid of it, right? What, what is mindful say? Paying attention on purpose in the present moment, non-judgmentally. So for many of us, the reason that our intrusive thoughts, intrusive thoughts by their very nature, right? One, one of the, the things that's, that's interesting about intrusive thoughts is the reason they're intrusive is because we judge them, right? And we, we create a story about the idea that these thoughts are bad, I'm not supposed to have these, these thoughts are terrible, right? And the reality is they're just thoughts. But our judgment, which then creates a perception, is what we're ultimately reacting to. You know, for many of us, we have a certain theme that we're locked onto, or that we get locked onto more so than other themes, right? So many, many people who wrestle with OCD and anxiety generally have a something that causes them more anxiety than most other things, right? So that could be driving, it could be flying, it could be contamination, it could be intrusive, harmful thoughts, sexual thoughts, thoughts about their religion, you know, um, fill in the blank, right? You know, body image issues. Um, I mean, I mean the, the list goes on and on, right? But something is their primary focus. And the reason that that thought bothers them more than other thoughts has nothing to do with the content of that thought, but their story and belief structure that they then build around that one theme. And the more and more you reinforce it behaviorally, the more and more that cycle builds, right? So um, when we talk about how we use mindfulness 
for OCD and anxiety recovery, what a lot of people do is they try to jam mindfulness to get the result that they want. This is a huge trap that people fall in, right? Huge trap. I, and, and I myself fell into it, right? Because when you're, when you're first going into the idea of OCD and anxiety recovery, what you need to understand is that you go in with the perceived idea that you know what recovery is. And it's usually the absence of one or two things. It's the absence of the thoughts you don't like, or it's the absence of the feelings that you don't like. But by that very nature, you don't like them, which means you judge them, which means that you aren't actually allowing yourself to be mindful. So you see how paradoxical this is, right? It's like, and, and that's the thing I've, I've learned about this recovery process, is it's one great big paradox, right? If I'm trying to use mindfulness and be non-judgmental about intrusive thoughts, right, which that's, that's part of mindfulness, but I'm using it to get rid of those thoughts, I'm already judging them, therefore I'm already not being mindful. Mindfulness is my ability to coexist with those thoughts and to allow them to be there and then to ultimately allow them to you know, be there and experience them for however long they're there and allow them to pass when they're ready to pass. Now, when we understand that, right, what, what happens is, is that then we're able to change our perception and our reactiveness to that thought. And so when we're using mindfulness, what we're really doing is allowing thoughts and feelings to surface at their leisure, not trying to control. Because again, if we don't judge them as bad, then we don't need to do anything about them to get rid of them. And then what's paradoxical is we're not using mindfulness to get rid of thoughts. We are being mindful, which ultimately allows things to surface and pass in a much more natural way. So hopefully, hopefully that makes sense. I know that's kind of like a, a lot to unpack there, but I thought it's worth talking about, you know, because it's like, um, you know, it, it, and we can talk a lot about what recovery is and what recovery isn't, because um, I think that that goes into how we use the tools, right? What that really means. So um, hopefully you found this episode helpful, and um, and and then as we continue, what I'm going to talk about next uh, in the next episode is how we use meditation and anxiety for intrusive thoughts specifically, and I really want to go into that because I think that's worth uh, exploring deeper. Um, but, you know, um, if you found this episode uh, helpful, we really appreciate if you would uh, show your support again by liking and subscribing and also, um, you know, sharing if you can on your social platforms. It's really helpful for us. We also have some additional resources down in the links um, right below where you can go over and, and look at uh, additional free training we have over at restoredminds.com free downloads, as well as our, um, you know, programs that are here to help you on your journey. Again, they're all meant to be able for you to consume right where you are. Um, and that's why we, we created them the way we created them. So thank you so much for hanging out today, guys. And I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode. If you found it helpful, chances are others will too. So if you would please do me a favor and show your support by subscribing and leaving a review. I would really appreciate it. Also, if you're looking for a higher level of support on your journey, we have several resources to support you over at RestoredMinds.com. And we've even included some links right down below in the notes. Lastly, if you have any questions, you can email me at support at RestoredMinds.com. Thanks again for listening, and I hope to see you soon.